Hi, I'm Greg Schaefer, and welcome to the VCM Quick Strike for Monday, December 19th, 2022. From CBS New York, a New York City hospital group has been battling a cyber attack that forced critical services to go offline. They note that several major hospitals were affected, including Interfaith Medical Center, Brookdale Hospital, and Kingsbrook Jewish Medical Center. They don't say exactly what the issue is. Certainly sounds like ransomware. The workstations that were used to access the medical records and do other things were shut down at one point, forcing them to go to paper, which also emphasizes the need to continuously plan and test your business continuity tabletop. If you don't have a ransomware playbook in place, you probably want to build one. You've likely heard of Chat GPT, talked about it last Friday on the podcast as well. This from Bank Info Security, something for you to consider, particularly if you're in banking, but this transcends banking. New AI bot could take phishing malware to a whole new level. The article starts out by noting that anything that can write a software code can also write malware. So think about phishing for a moment. Phishing involves a couple of processes. First of all, writing the phish to get someone to click and then writing the malware to be installed. And the first point here is that if if AI can be used to create code, then you can probably create more efficient code or code more efficiently uh, by using AI malware code. But also one of the tenants that we always tell everybody is one of the things to look for in phishing emails is incorrect language, misspellings, just sometimes just cultural uh, differences, particularly when these uh, phishing emails may be grammatically correct, but just don't sound like someone would be actually writing if it's particularly translated from one language to another. I think this is a big problem. I think that we're going to see an uptick in the types of sophisticated and sophistication of phishing attacks coming next year. It'd be interesting to see how training organizations such as Know Before are thinking about addressing this, if they even can. But keep that on your radar as well. And speaking of Know Before from their security awareness training blog, this from post on the 14th of December, October and November have been the two busiest months for ransomware. They're looking at data going back to January 2020 shows that ransomware attacks are continuing, continually increasing in number with unusual highs in the fourth quarter. They noted that ransomware gangs are moving beyond the simple multifaceted extortion tactics and are becoming do-anything attack gangs so that they're really realizing there are, that there are a lot of ways to make monies off of the victim organizations. To add to this, that they're looking just beyond just encryption of data, 89% of ransomware attacks include exfiltration and 86% of them use PowerShell. And the article notes, the blog post rather notes, with the proper credentials gives the threat actors the ability to do just about anything they can think of within your network. Again, 2023, the year of the fish. We'll see. From SC Media, what companies can do to lower cyber insurance costs? They note that there's been some significant changes within the cyber insurance market. First of all, there's a quick list here, increased damages, increased loss ratios, higher cyber insurance premiums, therefore, because of the first two, and also decreased coverage, which we've talked about one of the examples of Lloyd's of London. So this can present a pretty difficult situation. It's pragmatic in that the cost of data breaches 
reading from the article here, continue to rise and insurers just cannot take on additional risk without increasing premiums. Insurance companies are also highlighting their due diligence of potential client security practices. This is interesting too. You may or may not have been affected by this or have seen this, but what used to be just a little form that you fill out maybe with 10 questions and check the box and send it in. Now these are starting to look more like audits from underwriters to make sure that there's corresponding evidence that can back up what it is that you're saying. To add to this, the World Economic Forum found that there are 95% of cybersecurity incidents occur as a result of human error. So a few suggestions that the article talks about, first of all, is visibility and, and knowing how your data is accessed and how it's moved. And then also training within your organization, you should increase the training if if there's actually a perceived issue that the training's inadequate. If you're just doing training for compliance purposes, checking the box, doing that 15 minutes once a year video, that may not be enough. You also need to, as the article says, understand the data journey. I will repackage that as data flow diagrams. You have to know where the data is ingested, how it's processed, where it travels to, where copies are made, because if you don't know where it is, you can't protect it. And then also you have to be able to report on all of these items to show that you're actually making movement in a positive direction to increase your cybersecurity posture, because no company has perfect cybersecurity posture. So if you want to see your premiums go down, or at the very least stay neutral, you need to show progress. And that's probably not going to change. Here's a, a short but rather disturbing alert from the U.S. government. The FBI, the FDA, OCI, and USDA release a joint cybersecurity advisory regarding business email compromise schemes used to steal food. According to this advisory, recently observed incidents of criminal actors using business email compromise to steal shipments of food products and ingredients valued at hundreds of thousands of dollars. I think that's a little bit disturbing because I'd like to understand a little bit more about the why behind this. Why are they stealing food and what are they doing with it? Unfortunately, the advisory doesn't say anything else beyond that, but this is on my radar to try to find out more. I'm going to be looking to see if there's anything behind this story. Finally, from CPO Magazine, Uber data breach of employee information caused by a third-party vendor. Now, this isn't talking about the one from a few months ago. This is a data breach that happened on December 12th, reportedly compromised the information of about 77,000 employees. It has been traced back to a third-party data, and the stolen data has been posted to a dark web form, which is rather interesting. It doesn't seem to be that there was um, money-making uh, as a goal here, at least initially. They hackers apparently just dumped all the information from the Uber data breach on the dark web. According to the article, the stolen data comes from Uber, Uber Eats, and third-party vendors Tectivity, an IT asset tracking service, and Trip Actions, a corporate credit card management company. So again, this has been uh, posted. The data includes source code for the mobile device management platforms of all of these companies, IT asset management information, corporate reports, data destruction reports, and Windows domain login names. Again, talking about 70,000 employees. and Archive files from this are thought to contain about 20 million records in total. So rather interesting here, 
if they weren't looking to monetize the actual information that was let go and rather they just let it out for everybody, it sounds like that this is almost a possible hacker call to arms to further attack Uber. I'm not sure. We'll see what happens. It's the end of 2022, obviously, getting ready for 2023. The years seem to go by quicker as you get older. But one thing that always seems to happen towards the end of the year are predictions all over the place in different areas, verticals, and all sorts of things. And usually these predictions are either just sort of standard things or um, they're just so wild that they don't come true. But they are fun to talk about. So as we wind down for the year, I am planning on the last Friday of this year to tell you my predictions. I might do it sooner. I'm not sure. But I've got I've got a few that I don't think have been mentioned really too much elsewhere um, or in some form. Maybe I'm adjusting it a little bit. So I've got those. Uh, also, I'm looking forward to a great 2023. I hope you are as well. Um Tomorrow's episode is going to be a little bit different. As I've mentioned beforehand, I'm doing a side YouTube series on consulting and things that I've learned in cybersecurity consulting over the years. Tomorrow's episode, don't have a regular interview, but I'm going to stitch together episodes four and five so that you can listen to it as well on this platform. If you want to watch more videos from there or watch episode three, which we had a guest on who's an expert in this field to talk about some specifics and points of advice. I encourage you to, you to go over to the YouTube channel. It's uh, The handle is VCSO, and then you can look just for the consulting playlist. Uh, all of the videos for the virtual CISO moment, as well as some other virtual CISO resources are there as well. And I would encourage you to subscribe. Got a few changes coming up for the platform and the format in 2023. In fact, we have in fact recorded and have in the can, as they say in the industry, the first episode for 2023. So really excited about that. Really excited to serve you next year, which will be our fifth year in total of producing these little videos and audio snippets, which started actually as small video vignettes five years ago. So have a great week coming up. Hopefully you can make that Tuesday episode and stay secure.